Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the very first Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz. Welcome to the show. This show is an opportunity for me to interview life coaches, business coaches, and other coaches and people in business to discuss all aspects of coaching and business. I'm a personal development coach based in New York City, and I'm very excited about this. This is my first opportunity to do a blog talk radio show. Tonight, I have a very special and very first guest on our show. Now, I went to coaching school at a school called International Coach Academy, which is actually a school that was done entirely by telephone and internet, all teleclasses, and I started at uh, ICA in 2005 and graduated in 2007. And just like regular school, I got to go to school with people. The difference was that everybody was all over the world. I actually had the opportunity to go to school with people in different countries at different times for them, different times for me. We'd all be on calls together. And amazingly, a community was developed, and I got to create close friendships with people from all over the place. And uh, several of those people I actually got to meet in person and become real-life friends with, and the friendships have lasted and will last forever. It's very exciting to me, and that's one of the aspects of the teleclass format that really works. So I have the opportunity of introducing a friend from school, from coaching school, um, a very uh, interesting guy. Uh, Gary and I go back, again, to the beginning, when we first started going for a coaching accreditation at ICA. Gary is the founder of Eyes Wide Open Coaching, along with his lovely wife, Linda. And Gary's primary focus is business development coaching, and Linda's is relationship and self-esteem coaching. So let's just get to it. Gary, are you with us? Hi, Andrew. I am here. Hey, hey, Gary. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Andrew. And thanks for such a nice, warm welcome to your show. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come and talk with you about our favorite subject, coaching. Yes, it is our favorite uh, subject. Um, so, Gary, uh, first of all, uh, how did you come to ICA? Well, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a story. But I'll tell you, I, I came to, to coaching in ICA through uh, amorphosis, as, as it were. It, uh, it, it is or was that I was looking at making a change in my, in my career and what I was doing for a living, basically trying to um, go after, follow the dream, as it were, I had a small business. My wife and I had a small business just outside of Boston, and we were at the time living in in Vermont, and we were commuting back and forth, not every day, but several. We'd go down for several, for two or three days, and then and then take the 150 mile drive back up and spend um, three or four or five days in Vermont, and then do the same thing again. We had staff that would uh, look after the business, but we had a um, a young. Our youngest son was in just starting high school when we started thinking that 
we have an opportunity when he goes to college to make some changes in the way that we do things and the way that we live our life. And we start, I started looking at uh, alternatives to uh, the business that we were in and what it was that I really wanted to do. Now, interestingly, I had been doing things as a coach, acting as a coach, even though I didn't know what coaching was all about. But I had been acting as a coach for decades. It seems that uh, that I am a bit of an, of an optimist, as it were. As it, all truth be told, um, I was actually uh, a, a rather large optimist. Uh, in fact, I was born an optimist. <laughs> and, and I have, I have the, and I have proof right on my birth certificate. It says right there, blood type B positive, and, that, and that's the literal, that, that's the literal that's truth. Anyway, o positive. I, I, absolutely. Anyway, I yes. always had this uh, great ability to find the silver lining in, in dark clouds for as long as I can remember. So I had I had known to come the to come to know the book. Uh, what color is your parachute? Way back in the in the seventies. And whenever anybody were to get laid off or lose their job or, or be in a quandary about a job and want to be looking to change a career, I would always speak up and say, great, great, now is a time that you can do what you really want to do. And that kind of a, uh, of a proposition often prompted a discussion about whether I was nuts or how can I say that. But, and I would always lead them to... Uh, go to the library or the bookstore and get a copy of that book, What Color Is Your Parachute? Because it really gets to the fundamental, it gets to the core of what you are all about. And we're all different. We all have our own core passions. Um, down the line, I realized that if they had only given me commissions for all the books that I had referred uh, people to buy, that uh, I, may, I may have uh, been able to retire earlier because of those commissions. Well it's but, never too late, you know. You can always become a uh, an affiliate. I think that that fellow is still writing uh, new versions of that book. He he is, in fact, and that's good that you should say that. Great segue. So, getting back to to my case in point, when I had the the opportunity, uh, faced with the opportunity to discover what it was I was all about, I immediately went out and bought the the latest version of that book, and I think it was around two thousand and three, two thousand and four. And I I, uh, I dissected it. There's a lot of exercises in there that that go through and and uh, get down to the core passion of of what it is that that drives you. And after several months of working the exercises, I came to realize that that what I really wanted to do was to be a bit of a coach and to help people, which is what my core passion really is. So. Uh, doing those exercises led me directly to coaching. It made, made me realize that my strongest core passion was indeed helping other people. And so I entered into, I, I looked at the various schools and made an assessment, made a matrix of their, their strengths and weaknesses and the things that fit well for me. There's a lot of good schools out there. But ICA was uh, hands down the, my choice. And so I joined that school, and yet here I am six years later, talking with you on Coach's Corner on Blog Talk Radio Worldwide. Isn't that something? 
something we haven't done. We haven't. I was uh, found myself being a coach for many, many years before I even knew that coaching was a career. And I wound up at ICA because uh, I was somebody I, I only knew on the internet asked me one day, "What do you know about coaching?" What do you know about life coaching? And I didn't really know much about it, but I, but I attended. And I said, why? She said that she's looking to, to career, and she was thinking coaching might be the perfect thing for her. Think to look at, at this one. I took a look at a website owned by a fellow named by a fellow Wood called um, Solution Box. And I was very intrigued Talking about what I'd been doing for years, for years and years, for it, sort of know that this was a career choice, and uh, I, I subscribed to his e-zine and uh, wound up one day reading it. And he he actually was one of the co-founders of International Coach Academy, and uh, mentioned that the, the school had become accredited by the International Coach Federation, the ICF, and. Uh, it was five months later. I jumped on it at that time. The woman that I had spoken to decided that was not the career for her, but only me down that path. Well, that's great. And, and here we are so, today. Here we are today. So, uh, so Gary, one thing that's unusual about you is uh, you're you're in the, you have a, as you mentioned earlier, a, somewhat of an unusual living arrangements. You're in, a, in several different places. I'd like to hear more about that. How, how, how do you, where, where are you located uh, at what part of the year and, wh- and what is it, why do you do that? Well, well, great question. As you, as you know, I, I do travel quite a bit. One of the things that, um, that we were looking to make the change in our, in our career and in the way that we did things was we were in Woodstock, Vermont. And um, as you know, we have um, uh, s- several uh, several horses, which are the love of Linda's existence, besides myself, our three children, and our five grandchildren. And I myself have an, a, well, it, a passion with uh, the game of golf, which is as deep a passion as Linda has with her horses. Well, as you're probably well aware, being from the New York and um, northern northeast uh, United States that if you've ever done any downhill skiing in Vermont in the wintertime the temperatures up there can get quite brutal from time to time in fact it's it's not unusual to have 10 or 12 mornings during the wintertime in Vermont that are 20 to 30 below zero with a stiff 20 to 30 mile an hour wind to boot certainly that's not very pleasant weather to go out and take care of horses or even to try to get a tea time either up there. So we had decided that one of the things that we wanted to do was when Zach went off to college, that we would become split citizens of Vermont and uh, and of a warmer climate. And we, had, in fact, had embarked several years ago on looking at a place in North Carolina to, uh, to hibernate to, if you will, which will allow, uh, we bring our horses and uh, all of our dogs, uh, the whole kit and dog and caboodle, 
down to uh, Carthage, North Carolina, just just uh, a town away from from Pinehurst, which is uh, a golf mecca. But there's also a lot of horse people down here, and it's just nirvana for us. So, essentially, we we live in North Carolina during the during the deep winter and and early spring, and then we return up to uh, to Vermont for the summer and uh, fall. Up until just about the time they call they close the golf course, we we try to get out of time before the snow hits and the real cold comes because it um, it's just not very conducive to doing either either golf or riding horses with any pleasure. So that's what it is we do. It's a bit of bit of living the dream. We we set apart the uh, uh, the program to want to do that. We had no idea how to do that. Uh, it's funny that I have you know several mentor coaches along the way in the past. Um, four or five years, and uh, they have helped me solidify my plans, you know, just like the typical uh, process of coaching as it, as it, as it is to, to, uh, through uh, discovery and goal setting and strategic action plans all putting into place uh, week to week to week, month to month to month, turns out with some extraordinary results, and I can attest to that not only through what I've done with my clients, but also from my own and as a client of several mentor coaches that I've had over the past several years. That I'm sure you you have seen the, exactly the same as well. I know that for a fact. Am I right? Uh, yes, you do know that. Do know that person exactly. Exactly. Gary, I wanted to ask you. Uh, I'm thinking about you being in two different, uh, very distinct cities, different parts of the year. Uh, you do a lot of your uh, your coaching by phone, don't you? Well, that that's exactly right. Uh, most of my coaching is done uh, over over the phone. Coaching affords me the opportunity to live the lifestyle of living in two different locations, primarily because um, my service is delivered over the telephone. That very fact allows my marketplace to literally be global, or uh, our marketplace actually. Add to that that the the internet has really shrunk this planet to a very close community, and well, we we all as coaches have a great opportunity to help people that we would never have been able to meet if um, if if it weren't for working on the phone, or if it weren't for the fact that we did not have to work with them face to face. That ability to meet people from all around the world. Those people I would never have been able to meet is one of the things that really drew me into coaching. And a great deal of, of our coaching at Eyes Wide Open Coaching is done over the phone. However, I do have um, a, uh, a CEO client whom I meet with regularly as part of my service delivery agreement with, the, with him and also with uh, some senior members of his staff at the company. So occasionally I will fly up into the cold for a for a scheduled face-to-face meeting with him and um, and his staff, but generally speaking, um, I play as much golf as consistently as I can uh, week to week. I certainly play more golf when I'm here than than I do uh, uh, staying in Vermont, and it certainly is a pleasure walking out uh, when it's only you know 40, 45 degrees, 38 degrees in the morning, and knowing that I may feel a chill in the air, but it's it's certainly not 30 below with a 20 mile an hour wind. Wow. And, and that it leads me to ask, ask: What is the oddest place have you, have you ever taken a, a, a client call from? 
have you been on a golf course, for example, and, and had a call? I I have not. I've, I've um, I have you know I've part of what I do is and and this is a pretty standard fare for for coaches that I know anyway. It's not we don't just offer the the uh, the, the single scheduled call throughout the week, but we we back that up with with some support through the week. Be it send me an email or give me a call if there's something that 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 is either rattling you, uh, you that you need to talk through, or um, celebration calls. I, I encourage my clients to call me 724-365. I love to celebrate and do end zone dances with my clients when things go well. Um, wow. Really, wow. I, say that again, I'm sorry? Yeah, we just... Middle, uh, middle. Right, well, I... I can't say that I've had any really unusual um, calls in, in unusual places. I have taken them uh, in the you know in the car when I when I'm driving or um, in the you know in the middle of in the middle of lunch, but nothing unusual. I do try to I do try to shut my cell phone off when I when I play golf. Oftentimes, my partners don't appreciate the fact that we have this. Uh, I have my cell phone. Um, yeah, I either, either shut it off or I leave it in the car when I go play golf, so I don't get called on the golf course. You norm, you, uh, do you have, normally have a set routine for uh, how you as a as a coach? Um, I'm sorry, that was a set routine for for which? As you work physically as a coach, for example, do you have a, a home office, home office specific setup? A way that you like to be comfortable, or how, or how do you do that? Right. Well, I I do I do have uh, my my own space in in both places, an office uh, that it, that is is separate in a way from uh, the general house, so I so I can be uh, deliberately concentrating on on the call with my client and be totally focused because that's what we need we need to do in in hearing everything that. That the client is saying, particularly as you know, there's a lot that's that's said behind the words, and in the way that they say it, they're they're breathing, and and a lot of times I'll I can because of that intense um, focus on what it is that I'm that I'm listening for with the client, that I catch things that sometimes they don't even realize that they're saying, or be able to to connect a couple of sentences together. Um, and, and make a statement that they weren't even aware that they had had uh, had really said, and I, so join join the two together, and 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 they get a bit of an aha moment. Aha moment. Aha moment. You explain what a aha moment is for our listeners. Well, an aha moment is when you're working with a client you get them not to just realize uh, something that they uh, that they said and without realizing it uh and a, but an aha moment is is a a large moment or or a large point in time where they really something has really come home to roost for them that all of a sudden they they're seeing a big picture that they hadn't seen before I'll give you an example. Uh, I was just speaking about when I'm talking with a client, and I and I bring together two 
parts of of a paragraph that they have been talking about. For example, uh, they make a statement, uh, and uh, 90 seconds later, they're still talking about the same subject, and they make another statement. And I bring the two of them together, and I say, so, and feedback is what we do, as you know, as coaches. And I say, you mind if I tell you what, what, uh, what I just heard you say? And I put the two of them together, which makes a whole new sentence. It brings a, a synergistic approach for what they're saying. And, and they will have a, a, a response that is, that is numbing. They, they just, they, they, there's a silence, and all of a sudden I know I've got them to that aha moment. And a lot of times they'll say, did I really say that? And so I, I'll, I'll read them back uh, verbatim pretty much what they said in the, in the first sentence and the second sentence and put it together, and they say, I did say that. That's amazing. I never realized, and that... They say, I never realized that, that I felt exactly that way, but you're right. That's what I did say. That's a, a, the classic example um, of an aha moment. Aha. I get it. Thank you. Thank you. So um, why don't you tell me what, t- what, t- what attract, attracts you in terms of a uh, client? Um. Well, what if, what is the, the the type of client that I'm attracted to? Uh, even though even though my niche is or specialty is business development, typically the things that are attracted to me in terms of my clients and what they're looking for initially will start out as being business development type of issues, but ultimately it comes down to in the long in the long run, it comes down to a, a sense of balance that they they're feeling out of balance, and you know the the work thing may be overwhelming to them. They may have some family issues that are are bothering uh, the balance, the ebb and flow of of being at work, or work is taking over too much of their of their family time, or of their serenity, or their sanity. And a lot of people will get uh, will get a sense of uh, being overwhelmed, or not sure, or or as in recent times now, uh, what the economic uh, future holds for them. And so I try to work with them to 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 get them to get their feet on the ground of where it is that they are to start with, and usually. Uh, Set again a point of discovery is looking as to where they are and what they really are looking to do, and then set about those uh, those setting goals and a strategic strategic action plan, and and move them along. Which by taking action, I have a uh, I have a program that I call uh, Success Algebra, and in that it's a it's just a coined uh, phrase that um, uh, that success is the keys to success is action. So it's written by the formula A action equals the keys to success K two S because without action you can get nowhere towards success. Will Rogers had a great great uh, little little saying 
uh, a quote for him that even if you're on the right track, you're going to get hit if you just sit there. The guys from NASCAR like that like that saying as well. But that's so that's uh, that's the kind of uh, thing that that typically I work with and end up working with is more of a sense of balance with uh, with people than than the business development. Although it is, I work with people in and around business, and I do help them as well in terms of um, developing their business because that's what they came to me for. Excellent. Now, by the way, Gary, you know, we, um, this is a show in which people can call in if they have any questions. If you're out there, the phone number is 646-929-2893, and there's also a live chat available right on the site. There's actually one person in the chat room right now, and she does not have questions. I did check. I will give a shout-out to Denise, who's in the room. And uh, we have one, uh, we have one, uh, we have one, uh, we have one. I don't know if this person has a question or not. Would you, would you be, would you be, this person has a question? I certainly, I certainly would. Um, we are getting a bit of an echo on the, on the line, I will tell you. So, um, ah, maybe okay. to discern what the, what the question would be, but. Uh, I, I hopefully, because uh, I, I don't, because I don't, because I don't, cause hopefully, it's not, it's not, it's not soon enough. So I'm going to see who this person is, and if they have a question, they may not, they may not even want to want to say hello, but we're going to find out. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, let's see if this works. It's like technology, so I'm opening. Up, oh, that caller disappeared. I guess that caller got scared, scared, off, scared, off, scared. Oh well. So no, no more, no more, no question there after all. So anyway. You know what I wanted to ask you about is when you were talking about uh, uh, setting uh, goals and some of the things you do in your in your your uh, line of coaching. What can you tell me about? Tell me about the time something happened that out of that that was you might say an aha moment for you, something where you you said, "Wow, I I got that to happen from coaching." That's really exciting for me. Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you two things, Andrew, that happened for me relative to aha moments for me and with with clients. One of the exercises that I did with one of my mentor coaches was to work through an example with a client with uh, uh, not a a paying client, but this happened when when I was going through school. Um, But I was uh, doing an exercise of coaching on which I was only able to ask what is empowering about that and what is disempowering about that? Those are the only two questions that I could ask. And when they answered, you know, what is disempowering about that, then I asked, well, what is empowering about that? And, and that, those are the only two questions I had to, to, to work on. And you would think that the, the, the client or the person serving as a client would get terribly bored with that uh, line of questioning, but I had a really great uh, exercise and, and, and a great uh, student to work with. 
and she she said afterwards that after about the third iteration of me asking that, she was so engaged with thinking about where about thinking through the discovery process that she never saw it as being redundant. Well, the bottom line was in seven minutes it it uh, it took just seven minutes before she got a major aha moment, and it, it startled me. I had no idea that it would be. Um, as great as it was, she was very grateful to get to that point and that understanding, and it was an aha moment for me as well. It, I can I can complicate things sometimes. Uh, I could complicate slicing bread and wanting to turn it into. I have a bit of an engineering background, and so I, I want to try to um, turn things into processes and procedures and and things like that. And this really was identified for me that it's a very simple process to just ask questions and and listen to to what the response is and let the client do the guiding now in terms of my my client base it's funny that you had asked that question because just recently within the past month I started working with a client uh, a brand new client and in our very first session now understand that before I even have a first session with someone um, I send out some questionnaires relative to the things that they that they feel are frustrating in their life. If they had a magic wand, what things would they, you know, the types of questions that, that I'm sure that you would ask as well of your clients before you get started. It helps us set up the groundwork before we even get into our first call. gives me an understanding. So that being said, in our first 45 minutes of, of call, we determined through through some questions and, and discovery, she wanted to um, get some balance in her business, and she wanted uh, was looking at some ways to um, improve her processes of, of uh, prospecting and and client referrals and that sort of thing coming in. Well, in 45 minutes, we had determined uh, some prospects that were. Slipping, slipping by the wayside because she thought that they were um, more of a time waste than anything else. Uh, every one, every time that she had uh, answered an email for someone who was inquiring in, in this particular manner, always seemed to take a lot of her time, and and there was very little to be to be shown for it. And so, consequently, she was more ignoring them than anything else, and only wanting to pick up on uh, responding to emails for someone who are looking for um, more substantial orders or more substantial sizes to orders. So in, in as I said, in 45 minutes, we developed a process together that she really bought into that would qualify through a, a, a quick responsive email to these people who were who, prospects who had emailed her um, and would qualify them by asking them just a few questions, and based on their response, I mean, first of all, if they did respond, then they've got over the hurdle, and they're saying, yes, I am I am interested, and I do understand that you have a minimum order, and, and that sort of thing. And she called me back. She emailed me back the very next day, probably within 12 hours after the, the, uh, the, the time that we had actually um, had this conversation. It was late afternoon. The next, uh, uh, the next day, I'd say within 24 hours, now 12 hours, she had emailed me back that, in fact, someone had 
she had responded to some someone's email with the email format we had developed. This person had called her back. She had had a conversation with this woman on the phone, and it had had in fact qualified her, and she was looking to to place an order in the seven hundred dollar range. And my client had said that she gets probably four to six of those emails a month that she was just not not getting to, and she thought that this process would would net her two to three of those four to six would probably turn out to be qualified customers um, using the method that we. So there was really an aha moment there uh, within 24 hours, and she was very grateful to the process that that we had developed and saw proof of the pudding right there right away. If you were to take that, you were to take that says that she developed with you and with you based on your on the numbers you're giving me uh, uh, over about a quarter. You how much do you think that might be worth to the client? Well, just doing some really. Um, Really quick math. We we had her minimum order was five hundred and fifty dollars, and she she expected that she would get probably two of the four to six would would actually turn to be uh, clients, and so that that would um, work out to be. Um, I I think I had said four to six a month. Actually, it was four to six a week, not a month, a oh, week. Wow. That she was just she thought that they were really nuisance. Um, Kind of tire kickers, and so that would that would really equate to about a thousand dollars extra a week, which, real quick math, is about fifty thousand dollars a year. That's what you. That's what you. Pretty nice ROI for uh, being a, uh, a a client of Coach Gary Carlson <laughs> for forty five minutes. That's a, quite an ROI, wouldn't you say? It. It certainly is. It, cer- it certainly is. And although uh, your numbers may be different, it just if that's the wonderful thing about coaching that I have found is that when the clients come wanting to move forward, that is the that's the key element that we look for is wanting to move forward and wanting to do do the work. It's it's much like the old adage of if you want to feed someone for a day, give them a fish. If you want to feed them for a lifetime, um, teach them to fish. I think that working with a coach versus uh, attending a, a motivational speaker, and don't get me wrong, I've used motivational speakers before in my back in my sales days, and I found them to be fascinating and, and listening to tape series and whatnot, but um, I think the motivational aspect is like getting the fish and working with a coach is like going out on a fishing expedition and i and a bit i'm a bit of a captain of a boat in that in that uh, metaphor because week after week after week we're always going out on an expedition looking to um, to fill the nets up and bring some more things back for the business and when that happens it's really a, it's really a great thing for for both my client and obviously, I get a, a rather big kick out of it as well because I'm I'm helping people, and that's really what I want to be doing. Awesome. So, someone get. What are your requirements and commitments and commitment being being to you? I preliminarily, uh, I look for a three month commitment 
to to do coaching because that's it takes a little while it takes a few weeks to get your your perspective changed and to start recognizing that your thinking is different you know Gandhi had a had a great saying that that I learned through coaching and that is that when you change the way you look at things the things that you look at will change so mm. It takes a few weeks of working with with a coach to actually start seeing some differences in the way you you think about things. You know, in the in the I understand in the, in the Chinese dialect, the the word or the symbol for crisis is the same word and symbol for opportunity. So, the very same that that really underscores the difference that. Uh, that a perspective can make the very same thing, but a different perspective can bring about much, much different results. So it takes a few weeks to do that, and 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 I have found through my experience that, um, unlike my the client that I had just mentioned in 45 minutes, and the next day we have something that's actually uh, tangible, that it usually takes five or six weeks before some tangible, hold it in your hand evidence comes to you through the through what we've gone through with with coaching. Although my client had a very good conversation with this woman in in 24 hours, she did not have an order in 24 hours. That's a process that that takes some time. There's some samples going to go out. That that sort of thing, but she certainly felt as though things were happening really quickly. And and so my experience has been that in 5 or 6 weeks some things really start happening where it's tangible. I do have a program that I had started because of the uh, because of the economy. Uh, it was a, a pilot program that I that I ran during the month of March, and I called it March Madness, coincided with the collegiate uh, basketball tournament, and it ended just this last week with um, with the basketball tournament ending last Monday. But I sent out to to a limited number of, of contacts that I had an opportunity for them to get into one month of coaching with me at a, at a reduced rate. And that reduced rate was, by and large, something that they put forth to me. They were the ones that figured out what it was worth to them, what they felt they were worth. There were a number of different <clears throat> um, caveats that went to them figuring out what they were going to propose to me. But I had several people come forth and who I hadn't, thoughts would, would have been the ones that would have come come forth and were doing some things um, relative to business coaching and personal coaching. Although I am a business development coach, I, I really truly believe that I can help anyone on any area of, of in, in my coaching so long as they are the ones that want to move forward. That's, that's the catalyst. They have to want to move forward. So there is an opportunity to work with me in uh, uh, to begin with a month, but I like to have that three-month commitment once we get by that month to really move things along and to get some long-term goals established. Well, not long-term, but three-month goals established and, and really working week to week to week and, and, and do a consistent fishing expedition, if you will. Awesome. We have about five minutes left in the show. First of all, before I... Before I 
go any further, why don't you let everyone know how they can contact you or learn more about your coaching? Well, the best way to contact me is um, is via my, my website and my email address attached to that. My email address is Gary, G-A-R-R-Y. Oh, are you still there? You there? Yes. You there? You there? I, I, I am here. Sound dropped out just as you were spelling your name. So start from the email address again. Okay. Can you hear me, Andrew? I hear you. Okay, great. My email address is Gary, G A R R Y, at E W O Coaching. That stands for Eyes Wide Open Coaching.com. And of course, you could go to my website as well, E W O Coaching.com which has a lot of information relative to the services and the things that we do and more, much more information. But certainly if you blasted me an email, I'd be more than happy to talk with you directly and get you as much information as you would feel comfortable with learning more about my coaching and my services. Excellent. Uh, I, I do uh, see one caller who has uh, come in a couple of times, and I'm going to see if have any uh, questions for you before we finish our call? We have uh, three minutes left. Uh, hold on. Let's see if we can get this caller on the line. Uh, looks like a, a caller from, I actually have no idea what area code this is. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's pressing the wrong button. I place to get me some clean clothes. Hello. Well, that that was somebody talking, so that's not going to work. It would have been great. <laughs> uh, Gary, do you? Um, uh, so we have a, just a couple of minutes left. Do you have anything you'd like to um, add before we, uh, we leave the air on our first Coach's Corner show? Well, again, i i want to uh, I want to thank you for extending to me the opportunity to come and meet with you. And, and do this inaugural uh, blog radio session. I feel very honored to uh, to uh, to be part of this of this process, and I certainly look forward to working with you in the future. Um, we've gone we go back quite a ways. I anticipate that we're going to be going forward a lot longer than we than what is behind us, as we try to find ways to work together in in our coaching. We both love what it is that we do. And I've shared with you before, um, and I, I think that you are exactly uh, in the same in the same uh, team in, in this regard, that we love what we do, and our clients Absolutely. love what we Absolutely. do. Absolutely. So without, without saying any, any more than that, I certainly will not be a stranger to, um, to Coach's Corner and Blog Talk Radio, and I look forward to um, any thing that I can do to assist you in moving forward, as I know the, the reciprocal is, is always there and has been for the past several years. So, Absolutely. And Gary, we just have a, a, a little, a little, uh, I just got, I just, I just heard, I don't know if you, I have 90 seconds left. So uh, we're going to say, uh, uh, great to have you on the show. It's really terrific to talk to you and as always a pleasure. And uh, again, my name is Andrew Poritz. Uh, Ingenuity Coaching is my coaching business, and you can find me at 
www.myfuturecoach.com. And tune in next week. We're going to have another special guest. And I look forward to it, Gary. And good night. Good night to you, and thanks again, Andrew. Bye-bye You're now. welcome. Bye-bye.